Hello, this is Tony, and that's my quite screamy Goodwin Wilson theme. And this is some audio. I'm going to publish audio occasionally on the channel and put up video as well. It's a full multimedia experience. And I've been doing a lot of interviews over the last year or two with ex-footballers because I'm writing a book about the great Hawthorne, St Kilda and Richmond coach Alan Jeans. And in my travels, I've had some great chats with footy people. And so I'm going to publish uh, today a little bit of a chat I had with John Oreglaso, zero gamer from Hawthorne. He was down there at about the same time I was, and neither of us got the nod. Although Ora went a lot closer than I did on the day that Dermot Brereton wore a life vest and kicked 11 goals. He was going to play if Dermot didn't come up with his broken ribs. So close. Devastating, really. And so Ora has a great story about the day he played on Tony Lockett. And this is that story. Uh, if you want to subscribe to Good One Wilson, I'd love you to put in a free subscription. Or even better, I'd love it if you took the step. You might have been thinking, oh, it's been good stuff this last year. I will get go to paid one day. Well, maybe today's that day. It'll make my day. So go to Good One Wilson dot substack dot com or it's probably just there in the link you're looking at and upgrade to paid here's my chat with aura trading well, you played yeah. on the greatest football of all time yeah you? i did do that too. you gotta tell us that one <laughs> uh well that was when i was at richmond uh peter schwab was coaching the reserves and 1993 i'm i'm trying to make the senior list at richmond and you will remember richmond's fairy tale run through the fosters cup that year <laughs> That young group that um, got all the way to the final. So what that meant was, the reason I bring that up, is that on the Tuesday night, Richmond were playing Essendon in the Fosters Cup final. Um, and on the Saturday, there was a practice game organised between Richmond and St Kilda. Now, had the seniors not won the Fosters Cup semi-final, they would have been playing against St Kilda that day. Um, but the, the seniors won through to the final, so... None of the seniors were available to face the Saints that day out at, um, what was the name of the ground in Sunshine? I Skinner Reserve. Skinner Reserve, where careers went to die. You didn't... Uh, didn't, you didn't uh... <laughs> I lost my Rolex. I, I had a tag hewer that Dad got at a conference and got stolen out of my bag at Skinner Reserve. Yeah. Skinner. No, no happy well, memories. It wasn't a friendly place to go. It was really... <laughs> You it's know. one of the great marks of all time that Carey took. Is a photo at Skidham on Wayne. Have you seen the Carey over I Mick Martin photo? Have, no. Oh, you got to look that up. It's one of the Skinner's one of those places that if you ever got to win a premiership, people never saw that you had to toil at Skinner Reserve. <laughs> you know what I mean? People didn't see the pain at Skinner Reserve. I mean, driving to Skinner Reserve was bad enough. But anyway, um, so uh, Richmond had to cobble it together a team to play St Kilda this day because. As I said, the seniors were unavailable. So it was the res the reserve grade players and those of us that were striving to make the list. And uh, I was playing fullback. Uh, I'd been playing fullback in the practice games. Peter Schwab had, had me playing there. And so we uh, were playing the Saints. But before the game, there was talk of who was going to be playing for St Kilda. The St Kilda seniors are playing. And, you know... People would. We were in the rooms getting ready, and people would come in and say, "Stewie Lowe's here," you know, and then they'd say, oh, "Robert Harvey's here," and Nathan Burke's here, and these these were filtering through to the rooms, right? 
Now, there was a rumour that Tony Lockett might play. It was obviously what the last practice game with the Fosters Cup finishing that the season proper was about to start. Plugger hadn't played a practice game. It was a strong rumour that he was going to play, which wasn't sitting well with me in terms of <laughs> if he was to kick a lot of goals on me, which was likely that my career would not be furthered. <laughs> anyway, not long before we ran out, Someone came into the rooms and just said these words, he's here. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if that's the words they said or that's how my brain took in those words, but I was being hyper aware of, I don't think anyone else was as worried about him playing as the person who was about to play on him. So we run out and we're doing our warm-up laps and then St Kilda run out. And of course, all our heads turn like meerkats to see who is actually wearing a St Kilda jumper. And they were all, all the aforementioned names were there, including Tony Lockett. So we break up and we go down to our positions and St Kilda haven't come towards us at this stage. Anyway, so they break up and they start walking towards us. Might I point out, there is a fair media contingent behind the goals where I am standing in the goal square at full back because they want to document the first game of the season of, you know, Tony Lockett, one of the superstars of the competition. And uh, so... They, he starts walking towards me, and I rem- I'm not proud to say this, but I remember thinking that if one of the back pockets had offered to take him, I would have accepted. I would have accepted that. It wouldn't have looked good for me to go and stand on a forward pocket, considering I'd been picked at fullback. But I would have. Um, so I'm standing next to Tony Lockett, trying to make a name for myself at a new club and uh, the ball's bounced to start this practice game and I don't remember who got the who the St Kilda player was but whoever it was it was kicked out of the centre and Lockett led me to the ball and he marked the ball the game was 16 seconds old <laughs> and I think we were about 40 metres maybe 40 metres out from goal and I remember standing on the mark thinking to myself He's going to kick ten. Like this is going to be, this is going to be the worst thing that's ever happened to a person. And I think it was the only time in my life ever standing on the mark. I didn't turn around to see whether it was a goal or not, which is what you would. I couldn't bring myself to see if I'd had a goal kicked on me inside a minute. For, he missed, fortunately, which somehow, somehow I took relief in. So he'd only kicked a point at that stage. The game was going on and. We actually were doing okay. The, the next thing of note that happened in that game was um, Nicky Winmar came flying through the centre in the first quarter. You know, that beautiful running style of Winmar and just, you know, it was almost a little bit mesmerising. And Lockett and I were in the goal square and Lockett led. And what traditionally fullbacks are uh, trained to do, Tone, is to follow their man when they lead. I decided to go a different way and just stand in the goal square. My reasoning being... This is what I think my reasoning was, is that I didn't see Winmar look up. Winmar kind of had his head down and was travelling. And I thought, he's going to have a shot at goal here. So Winmar does what I'd hoped he did, and he launched from centre-half forward and didn't get enough on it. And I marked it in the goal square and ran off and passed the ball to someone and won that moment in in a stupid risk. Because if he'd passed the ball to Lockett, I was standing 30 metres away from him at this point. <laughs> And people would have been wondering why the fullback was loitering in the goal square while his man was 30 metres out. So it was really kind of dumb luck um, that I'm passing off as some kind of strategy. Anyway, Plugger comes back to me 
to stand next to me as the play sweeps up the ground and uh, says to me, stands next to me and Plugger says, uh, geez, I look like a fucking idiot then, didn't I? (laughs) And I thought, well, it could have so easily been me. The other interaction, that there was a couple of other interactions that we had was at one point he said, uh, you know, play was up the other end. He was being perfectly nice. He seemed to be, he said, um, have you done much training? Obviously a conversation between <laughs> AFL Equals. peers, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in order to try and make the Richmond list, I had trained on Christmas Day. I had trained every day to, to try and to be as fit as I could be. And, uh, but I wanted to play it down. I realised you needed to be a bit cool. And so, yeah, yeah, I think I went with you. Yeah, I'd done a fair bit, but didn't want to didn't go overboard. Of course, being the socially competent man that I am, Tone, I said, and you? And uh, he said, uh, yeah, here's my first run today. <laughs> <laughs> so a full, a full summer of yeah, food a, and a sloth. kicking around. The practice game. And then the, the final one, which I actually – well, the, he did kick a goal on me in that half. Uh, which was an amazing goal to be near and gave me a sense of he let out. Uh, I got a hand in and knocked the ball away from him. I fell to the ground. The ball sort of bounced near us. He gathered the ball. I think we were 40 metres out from goal once again about this. He grabbed it and pivoted while I was lying at his feet. So I had a pretty good view of all of this. He grabbed the ball, spun a spin of a man of what half his size should have been able to do and snapped it over his shoulder from 40 metres. Um, I did watch that one go through while I was lying on the ground. So he only kicked one goal, one on me and a half. We were involved in a few contests. I halved a couple and won a couple. And But the other bit was the ball got kicked out in the second quarter of the half-forward flank and we took off after it. The forward line was open. It was only me and him. And I was faster than Plugger at that stage of my career and life and... I got to the ball first and bent down to pick it up and there was quite a crowd and next thing I hear this massive like slap or this collision and the crowd's oohed and the umpire's whistle's gone and I thought maybe I'd been cleaned up. I thought maybe I was looking down on my body. I thought maybe he'd <laughs> he'd smashed me. Um, and I turned around to see someone had come into Shepherd for me and Plugger had dumped the person that had come into Shepherd for me and that's what had actually happened. So... Uh, we got a free kick. So that was my experience. He got taken off at half time, having kicked one goal, one on me for the half. And uh... Yeah, but what a what a thing. What a player. Broadway!